On this episode of Making Hate Chicks, Chris and Aaron will be discussing the layers we all put on and why it's a must to shed them in order to look and feel our best. But first, listen as Chris talks about how layers have affected her in the past. Welcome to the Making Hate Chicks podcast. I'm Chris. And I am Aaron. There are many layers to life. I prefer mine in the form of a cake or my secret addiction to Costco's seven-layer bean dip. Unfortunately, life is not always a three-layer walk in the park. It's actually like walking into a pond. The water may look all right on the surface, but you never know what's waiting beneath. It could be sand, muck, or a snapping turtle. As we dig deeper and look for ways to better ourselves, the layers of our past seem to start revealing themselves. I'm a hard worker, as I'm sure most of you are. I tend to do things on my own and try not to ask for much help. I think it all started out as a kid trying to get approval. I received praise for making things, cleaning, and being tough. One of my fondest memories was going to my cousin's house. They had eight kids, horses, milk cows, dogs, cats, and anything else that would keep a kid busy for, well, basically the rest of their lives. In order for us to be able to ride horse, we had to get all of the chores done and get the cows milked. My cousins probably had a love-hate relationship for me, as I would want to wake up as early as possible to get it all done so we could go out and ride, not realizing their lives revolved around this lifestyle. I may not have known what I was learning at the time, but many of these lessons, good and bad, carried through in many aspects of my life. As I got older, I continued the grind, and always kept busy. Between work, working with horses, and everything else I dabbled in, I was typically all or nothing. However, you cannot be everything to all things. As I started a family, I continued on with my busy schedule and just kept going. When my kids were really little, I was pretty involved with a local horse rescue. At that time, I had more time than money, so I started out by volunteering. This led to fostering, which then led to going on a few cases, which then led to me seeing things that I could not unsee. All the while doing a lot of these things with my kids in tow. I specifically remember one day I realized just how much time my kids were spending in the backseat of a truck while I was out saving the world. Or so I thought. Why? Why was I doing this? Well, because I love horses. Because they need to be rescued. Because they need me. Because everything needs me. I could have made a million excuses, but that day I realized my family was suffering because of my need to help problem. A problem that frankly I will tell you is like laundry. As soon as you're done with one load, there's another waiting. I was consumed. It was a heartbreaking job that I honestly wish was non-existent. I wish people would just take care of their animals and life would be good. But you know, everybody's got to have a dream. And don't get me wrong, there were days of joy and happiness, but in the end I had to evaluate what was going on in my life. I had to dig deep and figure out my priorities. I had to look at my reasons why I wanted to do things and what I would have to give up if I continued down that path. What memories will my kids grow up with? About that same time, Aaron and I were in the midst of trying out our new idea, the cinchnet. If you piled up everything I was doing in a day, I can almost guarantee I was barely getting four hours of sleep a night. The layers in my life were catching up to me and I was exhausted. Most days I didn't know which way was up. We were going through some really tough times and I was hiding by being busy. Those were some hard realizations. In fact, in the end, we ended up losing our house, 
But on the bottom layer of all that pain was a silver lining, a reset button. Aaron and I started a business that now flourishes by helping others save time and money. We lost our home, but gained knowledge. Through starting our business, we have been able to help tens of thousands of horses compared to the small number we were physically able to help before. I can honestly say that getting to the bottom layer of that time in my life was what propelled me to where I am today. Now let's be real. I still struggle with my need to do everything on my own and taking on too much. I am human, but I am now able to identify the problems much sooner before they become catastrophic. So what layers do you have in your life that need to be addressed? What can you shed from your life that will lighten your load? Right now, with where the world is at, it is a perfect time to shed what is not essential, so to speak. I'm not talking about your animals, as that would actually be one of the worst things you can do right now. But definitely ask for help if you need it in that area. I can provide resources based on your needs, as I still have a great passion for saving horses and animals. I'm talking more about things. Things around your house and your barn. Go through and clean things up. Give stuff away or throw away what is no longer serving you. The more you lighten the weight of the things that are weighing you down, the better you will feel and the more organized your life will be. So get after it. Take off a layer. Hey, chicks. Hey, guys. Hey, chicks. Hey, guys. We do that a lot. I know, right? Especially this time. For y'all that are listening to us, we are doing our first podcast remotely, so bear with us, and uh, hopefully it's a bit entertaining and that we figure out how to talk without talking over each other. Usually we can give each other the side eye on this one. I'll be staring, staring into the camera. (laughs) I know, but I get confused on whether or not you stare into the camera or if you stare down or what, so. I'm, I'm staring at her face on the computer screen, but the camera's up like, I don't know, five inches, so I guess now mm-hmm. I, that's just, I guess, being a woman, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So we are here to talk to you guys today a little bit about shedding layers and the layers that build up, kind of like the layers of dust that can happen in your house, <laughs> maybe in your tack room, maybe on your saddle. Mm-hmm. You need to wipe those babies down every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But... Or like Donkey says in Shrek, you know, everybody got layers. You know, it's onions got layers, you know. <laughs> I mean, like a parfait, so maybe it's a parfait. So everything has layers, and there's different layers that everybody carries, you know, whether it's Absolutely. a layer to protect yourself, you know, like the outside of an onion um, is dry, and it protects itself from drying out, or if it's like the... Oh, the really yummy layer of a tiramisu. Where oh, it's like that is a, such a good layer. Mm-hmm. Crusty goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So um, I guess we're going to talk about all the different labels and layers and different things that uh, <laughs> we, we carry. <laughs> we are. And how to get rid of some of those layers. So obviously some of the layers that we carry are the layers in our body and you know when we're going around through life and then all of a sudden you hit January 1 and you're like oh my gosh I got to get to the gym and shed a layer or 10 or 20 or whatever it is that you put on (laughs) right (laughs) and then and then you go for a little while 
and then you fall off the wagon and then you try and go back and then you get told you can't go to the gym because there's a plague in the U.S. and across the world. So we're all stuck at home. So, but Erin has attacked that with her home gym and she's doing well. So I'm very proud of her. Well, you know, I am not doing it for anybody but myself. And mm-hmm. I, I have been working out for almost two years now. And um, I like ev- almost every day for almost two years. And it's really hard to not. And you really do go through withdrawals. And then it's the second that you stop, you start miss like talking yourself out of it. It's kind of like riding a horse. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you can get so busy having to address those layers that you're talking about, you know, the, the tack that needs to be cleaned or the shedding that my horse is doing right now. I mean, right? you know? I know, I actually love this time of year for that fact. I think that's one of like horse people's favorite things is when you get out to go out there and, you know, whether or not maybe on the days that you're wearing chapstick, like we've had, right. <laughs> you're like, right. Oh, I don't like that. But I love going out with the horses and just taking a shedding blade or whatever. And, so and just satisfying. Going around. Oh, it is, it is just so satisfying to see what's coming underneath, especially on the babies. Like it is so much fun to see what the babies are going to shed out to be and right. colors. And I've got a little yearling filly that, She's a she's a unique color brown, and so it's really fun to shed her out. You know something else that sheds, Erin? What, Chris? <laughs> Snakes, and we shear sheep, so they their wool gets way too heavy, and they must be sheared, for else they will carry way too much weight in life. Right, and we're not meant to carry all of the layers that we put on. I mean, okay, so let's talk about what when we put it on, you know, I mean, I put on layers all the time. Mm -hmm. I put on a business layer, one that's Mm -hmm. where, um, like if I'm making business phone calls, I am a completely different person than if I am calling you say, or my kid, I am the first to admit that I'm probably not the most patient with my child or my husband when I talk to them on the phone and it is terrible, but that's a different layer that hopefully I'll be able to shed. (laughs) Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I've been um, probably, I would say, in the last year or two, just like, you know, when we dig in for the self-help, self-awareness, self-whatever, you start to see all the different parts of who you are and how how you can be so short with your husband or kids, but then you have all the time in the world for people that you don't even know, right? And so that is one of the things... I've been working on shedding too, because mm-hmm. I will get in contact with people and I'll be like, no, you know, yelling at my family over here to be quiet and saying, I'm on this phone call or I'm on this, this. And, you know, as much as we wish that, you know, everything was, I don't know, I guess I would say, you know, respectful or they would understand. It's like, but why don't we ever do that for our family too? You know, that's definitely a layer in my life that I want my whole family to change. And unfortunately, what I've found is it always has to start with us. We have to change, hold strong, and then hopefully they follow suit. Right. Well, and like you were saying with the sheep, you know, this layer that you might be putting on, that wool that they're taking off is useful. 
You know, yes. I mean, it absolutely. may not be useful for that sheep anymore, but it's going to be useful for somebody. And I think that's probably kind of what this podcast is about, is that we're trying to tell you the layers that we've dealt with and put on mm-hmm. and whatever. And maybe then you can use it instead of having to go through the layers right. yourself. Although everybody's got it. You've got it. I've got it. Right. Oh, I have my one of my layers is excuses. Right. Oh, I mean, right. like who doesn't have a layer of excuses like. I'm like, you were going to say too busy or I'm in my life. I have different choices I want to make or whatever. And though they might be excuses, like there's good and bad excuses too. There's, there's things that will protect us Mm -hmm. and there's things that will hold us back. Mm -hmm. And there's things that, you know, just honestly, fear too is an excuse and will hold you back in, in a negative way. So, right. You know, part of being a, um, somebody who is always growing and changing and having that growth mindset of becoming somebody better than who you are today is to be able to shed the layers that don't serve you anymore, but then Mm -hmm. also to help, um, grow you into whatever, you know, and I think about like, okay, in the beauty world, you and you know as good as anybody in the beauty world, you go and you get a facial or you get a manicure. And what do they do? They get your skin nice and soft, and then they scrub the crap out of it to try to get off all the dead stuff that doesn't. Oh, they you. might even micro like they might do some microblading. They might do some serious sandblasting on that baby, or they might even take some chemicals to you. Or some lasers. Right. <laughs> well, what is the what is the end result? Okay, What's so under, you're sore. Yeah. It hurts. Yep, you go through pain. You do. Definitely. But then you wake up one morning and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, my skin is so soft. You know, I the wrinkles are gone. (laughs) Until I add another layer of stress and anxiety and this, and they all come creeping back. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, I mean, that's something that is huge. So, for me personally, um, as the years have gone on, I've realized the different labels that I use or excuses or layers, whatever you want to call them. I think they're all the same. They're interchangeable. Um, You know, I used to, I used to have a lot of anxiety and for me, it was being tough was my biggest tough and independent. Those are like my biggest layers. And those have been the hardest for me to shed because, you know, once you start, okay. So once you start with a layer and you identify that way, everybody else around you identifies you that way as well. And so for me to be a person who I didn't need any help doing certain things around my house with my horses, whatever. And um, that's not how it's supposed to go. You're supposed to be able to use the people in your life. And so at some point, um, you know, I had a conversation with my husband about um, being so independent that I didn't even need him. And it, was a really hard thing to hear. And then you're like, holy crap, this is real stuff. Like I have held up this label or front or whatever for so long that I just do everything. I do everything. I don't need anybody to do anything for me. And that was the cause of how tired I was. That was the cause of most of my anxiety because I knew I didn't have enough energy or, um, or like just strength to be able to do all the things that I said I could do. So for me to be able to 
slowly take that and shed that skin or that layer um, has been really hard because I've done it for my almost my entire life. So that if I need help now, I actually have to ask for it. People don't like offer it anymore. And it's so hard because like, well, you've trained to them. Exactly. You know, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a really hard thing to do. That's legit real talk right there, because I would say I'm in the midst of this in my life right now, where all of a sudden, you know, I've been, have my little side hustle, which is not a hustle. It's just honestly my hobby that I enjoy so much and I'm trying to go, you know, what do I want to do with that or whatever? And I just enjoy and love horses so much and we've got babies and this and that. But, you know, as you add more to your plate there, do you, I've always done all my own stuff. So then to just continue to do all your own and it, the more time and whatnot, but my thing, I like, I don't know that that's where I want to change anything yet. Although one of my goals is probably to hire somebody in the next year that would help me out around the farm and things like that. But we'll see. And the other thing, though, that I've noticed is like we've been working on the house, right? Because I've always been able to do it. When I you know, met Josh, I work construction. I've got all these little tools in my toolbox as far as knowing how to do stuff. I mean, we drywalled the closet the other day, things like that, right? But just because I can do them... <laughs> <laughs> doesn't always mean I want to do it all. And all those things take time. And then, so, you know, we've been wait, doing stuff where we've been, Aaron and I have been talking a lot about, you know, weighing things against what your core values are and, and things like that. And, you know, with making a move to Texas, my husband is in between like what he's doing for work and things like that. So then they want assistance in some of these other jobs that they're doing. And it's like the kids are still in school. So then sometimes I get called in for the things and then me and him get into this crabby fight because I might know how to do it. I might have that tool, but I don't want to take that out of the toolbox. So then I have, but you know, it's like the jacket you wear, you know, and, and how many different layers you have. And you're like, but I put that away. I like gave those tools away to somebody else. I gave you the phone number to call. Why do uh-huh. I have to be the one to make the phone call? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I think there's a lot of, well, I'm not going to just say women, but there's a lot of people out there that could relate to that where it's like, you do this, okay, or, you know, you want to help out, but then you give away the phone number and the phone number never gets used and the job never gets done and stuff. And so there's many layers to many things. And I've always found that, you know, it's much easier with our spouses to let them make things their own idea Mm -hmm. and then things get done or whatnot or whatever. And so, and I've also come to the conclusion too, with my little horse hobby on the side here, that if my husband isn't in agreement with whatever it is that we're, I'm asking or wanting to do or expanding my horizons, (laughs) whatever you, uh, you have to explain it as, you know, but um, that I don't do it because it's just, it's not worth the fight later on. And Mm -hmm. that is adding a layer of stress to my life that not only would add more work to the ta- to the plate, but right. it would add a layer of just anger or resentment on his part that why did you do that without asking or go behind my back or whatever. Right. There's even just if so it wasn't many ways. The in- right. Even if it wasn't the intention, right. you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's the whole thing. I think, you know, 
here's one for us, Aaron, to talk about. I mean, the layer of communication with people, you know, we, I mean, we have found this time and time again, we might be talking about something, but we're, and we're looking at the same thing, but we are both understanding in a different way. Right. And so last week it did. I mean, we went round and round about some numbers and some things. Okay. And in the end, after we had to get off the phone and look at things and then we're like, we are talking about the same numbers, even, even <laughs> like it was the same, like what the point I was trying completely. to get. Yeah. And we agreed 100%, but it was just the way I was presenting my case mm-hmm. and she was presenting her case. Right. It didn't add up. Ha right. ha ha. <laughs> the numbers thing. Right. But, but anyways, it's just funny when we just slow down and figure out how to take that layer of communication or how to take the layer of you know, okay, self-care, you know, we've talked about self-care numerous times, Mm -hmm. but if you do not take those layers off your skin, you start to get problems. You write, I mean, on a face or a Mm -hmm. body, if you're not scrubbing and exfoliating your dead skin, you get bad growths. You get weird stuff. (laughs) You get this, you get tanks, you get all kinds of stuff. It's like a horse's hoof. If you don't exfoliate the dead soul that's on the bottom of the horse's hoof. I'm not saying to cut off all the live stuff. I'm saying the dead stuff. If you don't take that off, it turns, it starts to rot and it becomes thrush. It and it's like thrush. Yes. Yeah. Everybody wonders why horse feet stink. Well, they're not exfoliating them because they're not, you know, they're either standing in muck and mud and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And so that is, that is what we're talking about this week. And figuring so how, out how to just shed some stuff. Right. So how do you identify the layers? What would you say would be a hint to identify the layers? Well, I, I guess what I, when I was thinking about this whole topic about conversation here and what we were going to talk about, I really had to go back to my core values. And then that brought up a whole nother thing of like, how do we, you know, that could be a whole new podcast, right? About talking about core values. But I, when I'm looking at what my layers are these days, because they change from month to month. I mean, you guys, the relevance of what's going on today in 2020 is not like anything we've ever seen before. So Mm -hmm. the layers that we're all dealing with of stress and anxiety and fear, which like, what do you do for hobbies? Okay. How many people have realized that the only hobbies that they've ever had were going out to eat and drinking? I mean, seriously, how many people are at home going, what do I do now? Or how many, you know what they're doing? They're watching tiger King. That's what I've seen. Yeah. I've, I've seen the talks about Tiger King and I just, I can't add one more thing to have to watch in my life. <laughs> oh, I know. I've seen the memes. They are pretty funny. I just they haven't are. watched a show yet. But, no. but yeah, no, I mean, there's, but, and it's not to say that, you know, and I know that our, our demographic and who we're talking with and who would even listen to this podcast are most likely horse people, mm-hmm. but you know, so we are busy. We're outdoors. We're, you know, used to having that, but that's not the whole world. And no. the other, there's a lot more people in this world that do a lot of different stuff. And I think where the fear and anxiety comes from is all of a sudden you can't do those things. And for one, we, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of unknowns, right? right? And anytime you have an unknown, it's scary because Mm -hmm. you don't know what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. So that's where, you know, fear 
has to be overcome with faith mm-hmm. and believing. And, and you know what, you're right. You know, or the people who say, well, yeah, but there's death and there is, there is, there is fear of those things. And mm-hmm. there is people that they're losing their lives. There's people that are losing their lives each and every day though. And so when everything gets brought to the surface, it just is, it's scarier to look at. Mm-hmm. And well, and when people don't even realize um, that the the numbers that they're seeing are not it's for a specific thing. But when you compare it to there was something that was just shared yesterday and it's I fact checked it. So I know it's real that, you know, this year, 21,000 so far, 21,000 have um, from January 1st to March 25th, 21,297 people died from coronavirus. But 1 million, 1.9 million people died from cancer in the same time period. So there's a lot of things to be afraid of, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't help whether or not you're going to get cancer. You really can't. Well, probably all of us have it. It's just whether or not you treat your body with respect enough to keep it under control, because it's like typically one of those, you know, a lot of these cells that everybody carries around and then it just takes your body to go awry and things happen. Right. And when they say, well, cancer is not catchy. Well, okay, here's another one. 228,000 people died of malaria since the first of the year. That is something that is catchy. It's transmitted by mosquitoes. So it's not even peeing away from other people. You can get it from people or mosquitoes. There's so many things that are out there. And if you focus on all of those. So for me, the way I tell what I have for um, for layers that I need to address is the mm-hmm. feeling I get in my body. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know it's a feeling, but it's a physical feeling. If I start getting angry I need to explore Mm -hmm. that. If I start getting very fearful, I need to explore that. If something Mm -hmm. is making me happy, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily something that I have to work towards. It's not affecting my body in a negative way. It's not affecting my mind in a negative way. And so for me to like, like, I don't want to go work out. It's cold outside and I can't go to the gym. Well, all of those are feelings that are making me feel lazy. You know, Mm -hmm. those are all feelings like, oh, I'm still sore from yesterday's Mm -hmm. workout or whatever. If I think about that, then I know where is that feeling? What is that physical feeling going to replicate if something Mm -hmm. is negative? Yeah. Negative and a positive. And that's, I think, like with almost everything we talk about, and I'm not talking about me and you, I'm just saying in general, people talking, there is a sense when things come out of your mouth or go into your ears if it's a positive or a negative, some stuff I suppose is neutral, but Mm -hmm. it's typically, if you feel something that you've said is really negative and you're like, Ooh, you know, sometimes you got to go back and fix that because you're like that came out wrong or this or that or whatever. And, and then if you feel the positives, but you know, it's, it's just, I think it's being more aware. I think a lot of people in this day and age too, right now, I think we're becoming more aware of, our surroundings. I think prior to what happened in the last month, everybody's going 90 to nothing, you right. know, point A to B got to get here. Got to get there. I got to get this. I got to get that. I got to mm-hmm. get whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, you got to stop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I would say I have been living in a bubble in a way since we moved down here because of the 
the whole transition of moving from up north to down south, going, oh, geez, this was a lot more work than we wanted, blah, 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 blah. I've been in a bubble. <laughs> so I've had a lot of time to assess it. But I will tell you, think about the, t- the, the layers I went through. I mean, I called Aaron, I can't even tell you how many times, flipping out, like bawling, screaming. So right. if I was to relate that to what people are going through, I can see how it's scary and it's the unknown and like we made a mistake or, you know, whatever. I had all these feelings, but what I've realized is they were feelings and I had mm-hmm. to work through and process that. And I think everybody is kind of getting a slap shot of that right now and having to work through and go, Oh, is this factor feeling? And, ah, you know, and how is it going to affect their lives? And some people it's affecting way more than others, but it is affecting all of our lives. Right. That's for sure. Right. And, mm-hmm. and just knowing that this is, you know, everybody keeps saying the new normal, the new normal, mm-hmm. you know, every day there's a new normal. And right. it's the funny thing is, is that this is not new. This is every day from the time you are born, you're, you're getting a new normal. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, right. well, think about how much it's changed since you were born. Think about that, mm-hmm. like life in the eighties compared to the nineties compared to the early two thousands compared to now life in the eighties. These headphones that I'm wearing right now would have only been <laughs> attached to my Walkman. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh you know, my goodness. It, you know, it's just so funny when we talk about layers, you, we could go so many different ways, you know, and I think the bottom line is my intention for this is to tell people or to show people that maybe we need to take a little more um, uh, uh, lessons from nature and the earth because every season, things shed a layer. Think of the flowers that are coming out in the next, you know, couple months. The flower petals are going to shed and there's going to be fruit eventually down the road. Think of the pussy willows that are up north right now and um how cool the little pussy willow fuzzy things are. Well, in like 2 weeks they'll change into little leaves. Um think about your horse. All of the hair that they're showing, it's going to like you said earlier, it's going to show exactly how much work you have been putting in and what status you're at. You know, a a tree, a fruit tree is not going to grow really good fruit if it hasn't been nurtured during this whole time. So when you're taking off these layers, um, okay, here's another example. When, uh, when Chris and I were working with a lot of the rescue horses and even our own personal horses. And um, when I was hoof trimming with clients and I would go out and there'd be this really puffy horse um, that its hair wasn't very great, its hooves weren't very great, and its diet wasn't very great. And so when I would mm-hmm. t- tell the owners, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to remove this type of feed and feed this instead or remove all the treats or whatever. And then all of a sudden their animal would deflate and they would look mm-hmm. like a rack of bones. And it's super scary because you're seeing exactly how healthy that horse was but you just took off the layer of cushion and to see exactly where that animal was. So in this time, when we're all sitting here trying to figure out what our new normal is going to be, you know, we need to be making sure that taken out the inflammation. Right. Right. Take Right. Because all of these, we aren't meant to carry it all. We are not meant to Mm -hmm. carry all of this. 
And so you got to shed some off, but it may be kind of scary for a little while. So take this time. Right, because it is scary. I remember that when I had a, and, you know, more specifically what we were talking about is um, Aaron and I had dealt with a lot of horses with Cushing's or different mm-hmm. things. And so when these people, when we would get them and they had been being fed improperly, they were so inflamed that the second you took them off of that super rich diet that was really hurting them and keeping them in a state of founder and not remission whatsoever, the second you take them off, it would maybe take a week and all of a sudden they'd be like looking like a rack of bones, it seemed. Mm-hmm. And really what it was is they were so inflamed and puffy that it was it was scary. And mm-hmm. I remember I did that with one of the horses I had. And, and it was really hard to sometimes feed them properly and keep them sound. And that's why I think everybody has such a hard time with Cushing's horses or IR horses or mm-hmm. any of that, because it is sometimes hard. And it's going to be hard for us as humans sometimes to shed the layer of anxiety, of right. fear, because it's our normal. Right. It's what we hide behind. Mm-hmm. It's what, you know, we eat out of fear, anxiety, we comfort food. Oh my gosh. Like who doesn't want the comfort food? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean like, and I'm not saying you shouldn't eat comfort food. What I'm saying is you shouldn't eat it all the time (laughs) (laughs) because, but I'm saying, you know, where, whereas, you know, you've got to have your cheat meal. Even the rock I saw the other day was showing everybody his cheat meal, you know, I love his sushi train, (laughs) (laughs) but you gotta, you gotta be sensible, everything in moderation, but you've got to not carry that load right. of negativity with you. Otherwise you are only going to put off those negative vibes. Right. And, and, and when you start to identify what the layer is and you decide you're going to just let it go, it can be like ripping off a bandaid. It can be painful. Mm-hmm. It can be scary. If you all of a sudden quit eating something that you're intolerant of just say like say you are a person who has a gluten intolerance this is an example and all of a sudden you cut out gluten your body when you lose the inflammation that has probably been on you for years you might look gaunt you might look like poor muscle tone you might look terrible or people who get the stomach bypass when they start losing all that weight and they have no muscle tone this is mm-hmm. a generality. I I know several who've had an and had a bypass, and they they see the status of just what that layer was protecting you from seeing, and it can be scary and painful. Yeah, the truth. That's a hundred percent it. But once you see it, you can act on it, and you can make it better, and then your truth right. becomes better. Yeah, I know a lot of people who hide their truth behind fear Mm -hmm. and it is a part of their life and they worry and worry and worry and worry and what if and you know what what a waste of a whole entire life worrying about what could or should happen when you are not in control there's some things that we are so not in control of but the things that we are in control of right now just right now, the most relevant things that we are in control of. We, most of us, and I'm, okay, I'm honestly, I'm trying to be positive in this and and knowing that there are many people that are dealing with this right now and probably have family members or distant people that they know or might even have it in your own household, okay? But for those who don't, 
You need not focus on the problem. We need to focus on the solution. Get outside, be happy with your family, and get back to figuring out why you're doing what you're doing anymore. Right. Well, Shed and you can, the layers. Yeah. You can control love. You can control your happiness. Fear is at the bottom line is a choice. When you feel it, you have a choice of whether or not to stay in that or to focus on something that is positive. And I'm not saying, you know, that positivity preaching or whatever is the only thing. Right. But think about like the happiest moments of your life, you know, and I, you cannot be happy and afraid at the same time. You can be exhilarated right. and afraid at the same time, but you cannot be happy and afraid at the same time. And right. so, you know, it's certain things that the way they respond to things, to people or re, or moments, that is in your control. I have a good one, a good example here, Aaron, because um, I'm doing what you had suggested in doing that uh, 30 day challenge thing right now. And we will, we'll share the link for that in this. However, one of the questions, um, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, was to think about a time that you were super, super happy and yep. what it made you feel like. And so I had to think about it and I'm like, oh, you know, just like, because there's a lot of things that make me happy. But the one thing I can tell you is the um, when I had my first full at home back in Minnesota, it was it was so crazy because the the monitor had quit working right that night. And I had been checking like every night for two weeks, like, you know, getting up all night long. And of course she had it the night that the, like the stupid thing that turned on. So all of a sudden I flipped on that camera and I saw a baby in there and I couldn't tell what color it was or anything. Cause it's black and white. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like it happened and it's alive and it didn't need me to do anything, right? Right. <laughs> but I remember the feeling. I can hear the door squeak. I can remember when I opened that door and I can look and I saw her and she was so perfect in her little tiny knicker and everything. <laughs> and oh my gosh, like and she was the most perfect color. It was like she had these cool little picture like like uh on her on her face. She had these little I don't even like it's color ribbons. I don't know. It's something to do with the coloring on the gorillas that they get, I believe. And I think gorillas and buckskins will get it, but on their, on their faces. And I just looked at her. I was like, this is the most perfect baby I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I was like, I heard a voice come out, out of me that was like, oh, you know, like something I'd never heard before. I was so excited. Okay. So I have that as my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. I also have the, one of the worst times ever in my whole entire life is with that same Philly because she passed away this year when we moved to Texas. I mean, mm -hmm. she, she died right in front of my eyes and it was one of the worst things, but I have chosen to like feel that feeling when I think about her because she was perfect. She was so cool. She was the, I like, she was just awesome. And it was like a feeling that was like the exhilarating you know, you have that. I just can't remember as much because my daughter is like 11. I'm sure I had the same feeling when I had given birth and I was tired and I was like, oh, I got a little girl and stuff. But, right. But because because it was so much more recent to have that first baby, that was a like something you had dreamed up, you know, mm -hmm. and a dream coming to fruition and that elation, yeah. the amount of happiness that you can feel. And if you just used that like right. something like that to call upon when all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, 
there's no eggs in the grocery store or toilet paper. What am I going to do? What if we, what if we run out? If you stop for a second and you just take a step back from that moment and you call on a thought like that, you're like, you know what? There's bigger things. He's done it before. He'll do it again. He has saved me. I have so many cool stories of when God has done divine, right. amazing, crazy things. That- Chris, what is your what is your um, outcome percentage? I mean, have you overcome anything? It's like a hundred percent, right? You've made it through everything. <laughs> I'm still here, right? Yes, you've made it. You're a hundred. You have a hundred percent rate of getting through things, right? Y'all have a hundred percent rate of getting through things to this point. Let's just focus on that. Right. And it's not to say you're not going to do some kicking and screaming and fighting <laughs> and whatever, throw down. Sometimes when you rip off the, the bandaid, it bleeds. <laughs> yeah. The scabs hurt. The, the pain hurts and it's real, but you've got to keep on going and keep your eye on the prize in the end. Right. And, and know that. There's, there's a whole new life waiting right. on the other side of those layers. Yes. So since you guys are home and you're just probably looking for something to do that's not involving scrolling through your phone or drinking heavily because that's like something that a lot of people <laughs> are doing, um, uh, we are going to attach some recipes for you guys um, in the show notes on this of... Um, in my past, one of my past layers, I was a soap and body. Um, I made soaps and body butters and scrubs and lip balms and bath fizzers and stuff like that. So I'm going to put together a couple, um, or an article with a couple of re- recipes on it for things that you probably have around the house that you can make into facial or skin scrubs, um, you know, for in the tub or whatever. Um, and hopefully you guys can make together and have a facial party. Yeah. You better put the coffee one on. I loved that coffee one mm-hmm. that you had told me about. Yeah. So that was, I need to do that. Yeah. That is like, and your, your skin feels so uh-huh. good after. And if you do the scrub and then you use a disposable razor, cause it's going to get ganked up to shave your legs. <laughs> it's like the closest shave you've ever done in your life. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Your husband will love you. Shave those legs. <laughs> <laughs> Shed some layers. This is not a time of winter. <laughs> women. Right. <laughs> Have some pride, ladies. So, yes. well, we hope this somehow inspired you to take a look at where you um, have come to this point and the layers that you've put on. And, um, you know, hopefully you guys could have, you know, taken something from this. If not, at least you'll have a recipe to make your skin glow for a little while. Right. And we hope that all you all out there who are trying to be lights in the world keep on shining bright because we can all use more positivity during this time. Absolutely. And remember, make hay while the sun is shining. Bye. See ya. So if this has helped you or may help someone you know, be sure to share, rate us, and for sure subscribe to hear more about making hay chicks.